Hi, this is Sean, your editor. Between this volume and the next, a few things happen out of their original order. This is a deliberate choice to show the stories of Tyrannus and Wild Thing in Saber and Flyby and Blue Samurai confronting the Crown of Thorns. We will be picking up with Rascal King and Rebel Rouser after the team parts ways. Next volume, don't worry. So please enjoy volume two of Ice and Thorns. On the cover, we see a familiar circle of vines encircling a katana, no longer broken and crackling with blue energy. Around it are four images. On the upper left, Flyby in her formal costume, secure in her fighting stance. In the upper right, we see the Shogunate holding his own Wakazashi, barely fending off unseen assailants with his sidearm blade. On the lower left, we see the Scarlet Scorpion, calm and in control, with a wicked grin on her lips. And on the lower right, we see Tatiana looking furiously at Flyby with her fingers crossed behind her back. All four figures reach toward the center, all vying for control of the blade. We turn the page and our story begins. We turn the page and see a close-up of something we saw in the last issue, but it was kind of in the background, which is this invitation. This invitation is on red letterprint. It is elegant. It is like calligraphied. And it says, Dearest Cataclysm Crew, you are invited to La Trattoria Miele for a dinner with the Crown of Thorns this Friday at 8 p.m. Attire is black tie only. Signed, and then the signature, the Scarlet Scorpion. And then we pull back and we see that that invitation is in Lucy's hand. And we pull back again to see Flyby and Blue Samurai standing outside La Trattoria Miele. The S in Scarlet of Scarlet Scorpion is a scorpion tail. Let's open it up by first finding out what you two are wearing to this event. What is your black tie outfit? Let's start with Al. Al stole a tux and then went across town to get it fitted. And he's got a Rolex on his right wrist that he stole. His hair, he's got the one side shaved. And his hair is slicked back. I think he probably trimmed his three mustache hairs because he knows they look bad. (laughs) And I think he's got a really bright neon tie that has a, uh, that like glows. Perfect. And Lucy, what are you wearing? I want to enlist some help from the other folks in the call here because I'm between two ideas. The one idea is that we take the dress that she wore to the wedding and she had Veronica. Either way, either of these outfit options, she asked Veronica to like retrofit, like basically have her underdressed with her like actual costume. So that way, if shit goes down, she's ready and she's not like stuck wearing a formal outfit. So it's either the dress that she wore to um, the wedding or it's like a really like tailored suit also. With, with her mask, of course. I am good with either option. I kind of like the dress better, but I'm also cool with both. The dress, but I definitely think that she... I, I believe we established that the dress was, um, like, T-length at the wedding. And so we've altered her flyby costume. So instead of it being, like, a full leg and a boot, it only goes to about just above the knee. So she's still, like, wearing leggings and stuff underneath it. But it's sort of like been condensed into a um, into like it, and so 
also thinking with like the top part of the dress, I for, I don't think we ever established what the neckline was. Maybe it was sweetheart, but we've altered it so that way it's covered. So it's like black all the way down the arms and on the neckline. So that way she can be easily wearing her suit underneath without raising any immediate suspicion. Perfect. I love a long sleeved T-length dress. Like unironically, I love that look. All right. So you two are standing outside the restaurant. What do you do? As we're standing outside of this restaurant, Al is kind of like looking at his phone, kind of fiddling with it and just muttering to himself, oh, where is she? I told her. Smacks him gently on the shoulder like, dude, you good? What do you keep looking at your phone for? Al's going to look at me. Oh, uh, uh, nothing. Uh, nothing. Al, is someone coming? Yeah, we are. That's not what I meant. And we have arrived, so let's go in. And with that, Al's going to walk in. As you get to the door, there's like a light bush of wind. And then you hear a voice say, what, you were going to make me walk in all on my own? That's so rude. And the panel turns and we see Tatiana. Tatiana is in a high collared red dress, no sleeves, with like a pretty long slit up both legs. Not quite like Angelina Jolie height, but like probably up to the knee or so. It's very elegant. And she has probably way too much jewelry on that she has definitely stolen. And she walks forward and takes Al by the arm and she looks at Lucy and she's like, oh, I didn't realize this was a a group thing. Hum. Al is getting the biggest stink eye right now. Al's going to like squeeze her arm and then just be like, oh, um... Technically, we were all invited, but they the rest of them got uh, the flu. Y- yeah, they, the, the others have the flu. That's so unfortunate. I hope they feel better. Uh, yeah, me too, actually. It it's really sucks. <clears throat> Let, let's go inside. Come on, fly by. I think as we are walking into this restaurant, like Al and Tatiana are arm in arm, we see Lucy pull out her phone really quickly just to send a text to the others being like, SOS, Tatiana is here. Stay alert. Excellent. With that, we cut away from the two of you. We follow that text over to the five of you standing. And behind you is this open big window of the front of the C4 spaceship. And through it, we can see the hints of skyscrapers. And then above that, like beautiful starlit sky. There's a blue wash coming from this beacon, just like highlighting your faces, but not like washing you out. You're just uh, slightly illuminated in blue. And I think we get two panels of all of you standing there. And then what do you do? Everyone ready? As we're going to be. I think I pick up Squire, set her on my shoulder. So this is going to the kitchen in the prison? Yeah, hopefully somewhere in the kitchen. I just have one request. No one die. I mean, as long as you don't, I think the rest of us are pretty good at it. I don't know, like, playfully punch your shoulder. Yeah, we don't want to go through that again. Yeah. I think that speech bubble would just trail off. <laughs> I'm a jump throw. Yeah, let's not jinx it. I'm going to go after Max. I walk in after them. Clara, what is your reaction after everyone has walked in in front of you? I think Clara has been looking very, like, determined and just been nodding along to everything that everybody's been saying. And watching the backs of the three of them go through the portal, determination for a minute fades from her face into just like an excited smile. And then she jumps through the portal. You all arrive in the Saber Kitchen. 
the way the beacon is like set up, it looks like the apron has been like stuffed underneath something. So the beacon opens up and you all just kind of like slide across the floor. Like normally you'd be landing upright, but it looks like the beacon was like hidden haphazardly somewhere. And so you all just kind of like stumble out into the kitchen. Is anyone knocking over anything when you come in or are you all like managing to catch yourself gracefully? I think Clara flattens onto the floor. It's as if like you accidentally run into a wall, but if you're a person who, whose instinct is to like morph to your surroundings, she just flattens onto the floor for a second. And Amber gets back up as fast as she possibly can. Just like, okay, is anybody here? Do we have to fight anybody right away? Okay, we're good. We got Max uh, pulling out two of the robo raccoons. So there's like him and the three squires. Squire goes over and pulls the apron out from where it was. Like we can see the like the light coming off the beacon now that it's been activated. And there's a note pinned to the apron. She cannot read it, so she hands it off to Max. I hold it out and take a look. It says, hid this for you, good luck. Signed, BH. Who is that? I don't know that you all would know this. The only person who interacted with them was Lucy. Does anyone know what this means? I'm gonna hold it up. Um, no. Hey, we're we're safe here, so... You know, Max, I've always wondered, where are you pulling those raccoons out of? My backpack. The, but, okay, yeah. We get a clear shot that shows that your backpack is not as... Like, definitely would not be able to fit two full-sized robo-raccoons. But there's an editor's note that's like... It's comic books. It's fine. Clara peers over at the note and says, I don't know who BH is, but... I do think that this note, regardless of who it is, means that at least one person knows that we're here. Well, then we need to do this quickly. Question. Did the information that we got from Lynx include maps of the the headquarters? It did. Could Amber have conceivably uploaded those into Rascal King's goggles? Fully, 100% you could have. Cool, cool, cool. I wanted to check on that. (laughs) And could it just possibly, out of the blue... Just could we all be wearing a pair of the Rascal King goggles? You are not all wearing the Rascal goggles. Darn it. <laughs> all of your phones will have the maps uploaded to them, though. I do think one of the Robo Raccoons, though, is going to stay close to Wild Thing and one close to Tyrannus. Is that a good idea? Just don't lightning bolt it. It's fine. <laughs> but they're your powers, aren't they? He's got Squire. It's okay. I think like Squire runs up my shoulder at that point. That way, if, if anybody has to split up, we still know where the other is. Yep. Keep in touch through the raccoon net. Okay, where are we off to? Guess out of the prison to start. Yeah, as much as... I mean, this is a really nice kitchen, but I prefer gas stoves to electric, so I'd really like to get out of here. <laughs> and in my opinion, this feels way too familiar for me to be here. Claire, are you ready? Always. Let's get up out of the prison levels and then we'll figure it out from there. I don't want to jinx anything before we run into it. As you all step out of the kitchen, we see a pretty massive like hole in the ground that's been like boarded up, but it's still pretty significant. For those of you who are there for the fight, you do remember that Glacier made like a massive ice column shoot up from under the ground up through the next level that like tore a hole in the ceiling. So as you follow that thought up, you can see there is still a hole in the ceiling. Again, it has been boarded up and it's covered with a tarp, but it has not been like officially sealed yet. Looks like there's a shortcut. 
but I'm the only one that can fly. So stairs. Is there anyone else here in this cafeteria level? So there are cells that all face the cafeteria, but there is no one in them. It is silent. Mm, I don't like that. I mean, wild thing could lift us up through the hole. Yeah, I could probably do that. I can also carry you. That sounds more romantic. (laughs) I met all of you, but Amber, would you like to fly? Yeah, let's go. Max, would you like to fly? I'd love to. Just so you know, I I can't actually fly. I I can just get really tall. Yeah, no, I got the symmetry of Meredith. I get you. Okay, cool. I think I wrap an arm around your shoulder. So how are you all breaking the the wooden boards above you? We got a bull. And a Nova. So... You want to do like a team attack? Like, I could throw you? No, that that sounds violent. (laughs) Potentially harmful to you. I was just going to break the boards. Just lightning the boards. Also valid. We're going up or down. We know that the computer rooms are on uh, the, the two floors above you. Yeah, I was just going to lift my hand and shoot lightning up. Tell me what it looks like as you lightning bolt these wooden boards above your head. I think he wraps his arm around Amber, lifts his hand in the air, and just like lightning just... It's like a slow motion panel where lightning trickles through the air, hits the boards, and just disintegrates. They're there, and then they're gone. Oh, we got like a really nice panel of like the two of us going up with like the sparks like flying everywhere. It looks great. We get another panel as you two like emerge onto the next floor up and like there's smoke like curling artistically all around you. But the two of you are glowing. Wild Thing and Rascal King, what does it look like as you two head up to the next level? A piggyback ride. Like I'm piggyback riding on on Wild Thing and then Squire's piggyback riding on me. Absolutely. Perfect. We get a similar panel of the three of you rising out of the smoke. It's a little bit less sparkly and magical, but it still looks pretty badass. And we get a pullback shot of all of you standing in this darkened lobby. Then with that, we're going to cut back over to the Lachatoria Miele. And the three of you walk in. As you know, the restaurant is downstairs. So we get a panel of all of you walking down the stairs and... Al and Tatiana, you were in the front, correct? Correct. Perfect. The two of you land on the landing, and every eye in the room turns to you. Instead of being a bunch of small tables, as we saw previously, there is one long table in the middle of the room, and sitting at one head of it is Queen Bee, and sitting at the opposite end, further from you, is Scarlet Scorpion. You notice there are two seats together in the middle-ish, and then one seat at the left hand of Scarlet Scorpion that's open. And Tatiana leans in, kisses you on the cheek, and she says, well, I guess I'll see you at the end of this. Best of luck. And then she goes and sits next to Scarlet Scorpion. And Scarlet Scorpion smiles and gestures for the two of you to sit. I think I would like a panel of Al, like, looking at Tatiana looking at his arm and then looking at flyby and then kind of just awkwardly like wrapping his arm or intertwining his arm between flybys and being like, yeah, that's, that was the plan. Lucy probably leans in to, and whispers at him like, good job, smooth move, excellent deduction, great planning. 
He's going to lead back and whisper in her ear and be like, I invited her as a date. I didn't realize she was working for my mother. I mean, I didn't either, but we knew not to trust her. What were you thinking? She's my girlfriend. We're supposed to... Uh, last night? I No, three nights ago? Lucy face palms. Scarlet Scorpion is like, do you want to sit down or are you just going to stand there in the door frame? Oh, uh, I feel like as superheroes, it's it's really good. It's really good framing to stand here, actually, I think, since we're superheroes. I think Lucy just rolls her eyes, puts her hand on the back on on his back and just pushes him forward. I was going to like try and like stop his movement and then take a couple four steps and be like, I hate this. Join the club. Where's your boyfriend? Why didn't you bring a plus one? I think Lucy probably just glares at him and doesn't say anything. As you sit down and look around you, you see a bunch of familiar faces. At one end is Queen Bee. At the other is Scarlet Scorpion. Somewhere in the middle, there's Tatiana. And then we also have Sunscream, Plain Jane. And then immediately next to you is the nurse. There are several other generic villains around the table, but those are the faces you know. Scarlet Scorpion gestures over and we see a sommelier come up and... Similar to the last time we were in La Trattoria Miele, we see him with this, like, red glaze over his eyes. Like, red fog. He starts walking over with a bottle of wine, and she snaps her fingers. And he, like, turns around very zombie-like and grabs a bottle of sparkling cider and pours you to a glass. He does not pour Tatiana a glass of sparkling cider. She gets wine. And then Scarlet Scorpion clears her throat, and she says... Thank you all for being here today. I am glad to see so many friendly faces. And she gives like a particularly heinous smile to Lucy or to Flyby. She holds up her glass and she's like, before we begin, I just want to give a quick toast to our joined endeavors to take down the greatest threat in the city. And then she kind of, like, gestures for everyone to raise their glass. Al isn't going to, and he's going to be like, well, as the resident adult, why am I drinking something different from everybody else? She looks at you and she says, not now, honey, mommy's talking. Al's just going to kind of, like, glare at her and be like, yes, but this is, uh, fairly suspicious that you got out a different bottle for the only two who aren't directly in your group. She looks at you and she's like, I mean, not everyone here is in the Crown of Thorns. And she looks at Tatiana and she's like, Tatiana, why don't you tell us who's not in the Crown of Thorns? And Tatiana stands and is like, well, obviously Scarlet Scorpion and Queen Bee and Plain Jane, Sunscream and myself are all part of the Crown of Thorns. We've recently recruited the nurse to help us because she's got a bit more bite behind her. And she smiles. And then she says, and of course, there's the two of you. So, I mean, that's roughly 30% of us. So I recognize Sunscreen, uh, SPF 100. Who's the other girl? Jane just smiles, and she's like, Oh, don't worry. You won't remember me anyway. Scarlet Scorpion clears her throat, and she's like, 
Now, if there are no more distractions, can everyone please raise your glass? Everyone else at the table raises their glass to the two of you. Yes, Lucy picks up her glass and raises it. I guess if the other resident adult is going to do it, Al might as well. And Scarlet Scorpion smiles very broadly and she says, To the end of Saber. And everyone repeats, To the end of Saber. Uh, Do the two of you repeat it? Yes. Yes, and I think Lucy reaches out her glass towards Al to do, like, a toast just between the two of them. Uh, I'm afraid of that, but I feel like that's because I know what's, like, I know as a P- as a player, not as a character. I feel like that's totally an Al level of cockiness. So, yeah, he's going to tink the glass with, with, with uh, Flyby. And on the, like clinking of glasses, we turn the page and we cut back over to the group standing in the lobby in Saber. You all know that one floor up is the floor that the computer monitoring room is on, which also is the most direct way to see all the cameras in the system. What do you do? Head that way. I was about to say, yeah. yeah. We, that sounds, sounds about right, yeah. Excellent. Who is leading this charge? I think me, since I, I think I'm the most stealthy. Can we get this scene set a bit more? Is there anyone here? What does it look like? So this is a pretty standard administrative office floor. The like Saber main offices are all one floor up, which is where like Glacier's office is. It's where the computer rooms are. This is smaller meeting rooms. This is where some, like, there's a training room on this floor. It's still a Saber facility, but it's pretty standard. It's not, like, the super high-tech, high-security stuff. In fact, based on the maps you all got, you know that there are sub-basements, but most of the stuff on the upper floors is not super secure. It's a lower levels and such that get to be more and more secure, starting with the prison and going lower and lower below it. As far as people, there is literally no one. This place is silent. You all can like actively hear like the wood smoking and like the like embers burning on the wood. That is how quiet it is around here. Yeah, I think Rebel Razor is in the lead with the shadow stealth since it's quiet, but I don't trust that quiet. I was wondering if I could assess the situation. It is eerily quiet. Go ahead. What here is the biggest threat? As you look around, you notice that there are cameras in all four corners of the room. And as you walk, they follow you. Hey, guys. Lovely weather we're having. I look up. I think I see this. Can I try my new shadow control? All right. Uh, so, Amber, tell me what it looks like as the shadows go across it. We start like, looking at some of the shadows on the floor cast by like ourselves, the furniture. And she like looks down at the gloves of the suit and looks towards the shadows and like kind of shrugs like, okay, I guess, I guess I'll try this. And like raises her hands and we see the shadows rise with her hands and they go up the walls until they settle over the cameras, obscuring their vision. Oh, that's cool as hell. How long have you been able to do that? Since, like, yesterday. That's better than my powers. They unlocked the rest of the suit. And the pathway is clear. We should probably get moving. 
it get to those cameras ASAP. Yeah, they know we're coming. Uh, this feels like a trap, right? Everyone? Definitely Probably. a trap. It's definitely a trap. Yep. Okay. I can take out all of the cameras, but that kind of puts us at a slight disadvantage since we won't be able to use them. Yeah, we kind of need them. Yeah, we need to see where Glacier is. Let's 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 keep moving. We're stalling. Cheers to walking into a trap. Now you got the Cataclysm Cruise spirit. I'll throw you a high five as I run past. I would run with you. And I walk behind, keeping an eye on the room. I'm running out too. Perfect. We cut to a panel that shows what the cameras are seeing as the smoke clears. And then we see a reflection of Glacier looking at that computer monitor. And she says, well, that's certainly new. And a voice bubble that we don't recognize cuts in and says, should we make a move? And Glacier says, no, not yet. Let's just see what they're up to. And then we're going to cut back over to you. And the four of you are stepping out of the stairwell into the third floor lobby. As you step out, unlike every other room in this building so far, which has been dark and silent, you open the doors and it is bright. There's lights on, there's soft music playing, and you see, sitting in the chair, a character that none of you recognize, but Al would if he was here. Uh, This is Sylvia. Sylvia is the, like, senior in high school, freshman in college, aged secretary, and she is sitting there in normal work attire, and she's like, Hi, welcome to Saver. How can I help you? Should we describe the panel of the four of us? As, like, we're totally infiltrating Saber. She just looks so, like, normal. Oh, God. Absolutely. Please tell me what this panel looks like. I guess Rebel Rouser is in the front, like, cloaked in shadow. And I think at the sound of the voice, like, Max, like, just presses himself up against the nearest wall, arms out, and, like, Squire's doing the same thing, standing on his shoulder, pressing up against the wall. Clara is uh, fully flat against the wall. Tyrannus is not. Tyrannus does not know stealth. Tyrannus only break. He's actually just standing there looking at the rest of the team like, she can see us. You are aware of that, right? I would like to try my mind clouding and give her some brain fog. I haven't done this one before and I feel kind of bad, but I'm just trying to get like, you know, like the brain fog where like you just can't really think clearly. Not like any like mind control, just like brain isn't fucking working. So like not able to like think as clearly and be like, oh, this looks suspicious. Maybe I should alert somebody. Perfect. We see a panel of her with this like broad smile on her face and then it falters and her hand, which had been kind of a weird angle, just drops to her side. She cocks her head to one side and doesn't say anything. Uh, is that new too? Uh, I just haven't used that one yet. Brain fog. Let's Let's go. Can we just, like, walk past her? Should we even be talking about her as if she's not here? Let's, we, did, just we need to go. we and go. Okay. I run. I, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Running. Yep. Running for the stairs. Door. Perfect. And we see the four of you run down the hallway. And in, like, the third door on the left is the computer room. As whoever's in the front opens the door, we turn the page... And we are back in Lachatorium LA. A little bit of time has passed. Not a lot, just a little bit. I want to make it very clear that 
during that toast, Lucy did not drink whatever was in that glass. She's very skeptical of everything that's being put in front of her right now. Same here. Like, she probably did the miming thing where she brought the glass to her lips but kept her lips sealed as she tilted it back so nothing was actually ingested. Perfect. All right. So we cut back over to La Trattoria Miele and we see you all standing or sitting there. It looks like it's been kind of a low-key dinner. Like, not a lot has happened. They're clearing plates of food from in front of you. Empty plates of food. And Scarlet Scorpion gestures for Queen Bee. And Queen Bee stands up and walks over to one of the walls of the restaurant and then snaps her fingers and a projector, like, pops up and starts projecting on the wall behind her. She looks at all of you and she's like, well, we've been preparing for this moment for quite some time. Tomorrow morning, we, the Crown of Thorns, with the assistance of several others, are going to be taking down Saber. Now, our internal team knows what they're doing, so this is just to relay messages to everyone else. She looks at Blue Samurai and at Flyby, and she says, So, as the representatives of Cataclysm Crew, your job is essentially to be as public as possible. You said you didn't want to hurt anyone. We've made it so you won't have to, but you do have to be seen. As a ninja, I struggle with being seen. Seen doing what, exactly? Well, to start, your team is going to be responsible for the actual break-in. At least, what the public sees as the actual break-in. We want you, specifically Alan, to go for the front door. Make it big, make it flashy, as sparkly and shiny as you can. We want eyes on the six of you breaking into this facility. There might be a problem with that. Last time, Tyrannus made a big entrance, uh, or made something big and flashy, he quote-unquote died. And I don't think my sister would like that. And with the my sister comment, I'm going to glance over at Scarlet Scorpion, kind of like, like, not glare, but like... Mm-hmm. Kind of like, yeah, that's right. Your son's back talking kind of look. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. Scarlet Scorpion stands up and walks next to Queen Bee. And she says, I mean, if Tyrannus can't control his powers, then I suppose that's on him, isn't it? Okay. So Tyrannus is kicking in the door. What does everyone else do? We're going in during the daytime. There are going to be civilians there. I don't want you to hurt them per se, but scare them a little. Get them out of the building. We don't want unnecessary violence. We're only here to kill one person. Anyone who gets in our way, well, I guess that's on you if you don't get them out quick enough. Huh. What will you all be doing? Scarlet Scorpion gestures and she says, well, that's where our friend the nurse comes in. You see, we aren't the most subtle organization in the world, but if the nurse were to slip us all in under cover of darkness, go in from a back entrance, as it were, we can do the real dangerous work on the inside. And Queen Bee looks at, specifically at Flyby, and she says, you and your friends made the terms very clear when we met for coffee the other day. You don't want 
your hands to get bloody. So they won't. But we need you to make it look like this whole thing was your plan. Even though, God knows, Cataclysm Crew has never made an effective plan in their life. It seems like Queen Bee is not really fully on board with this, but at the same time she is, if that makes sense. Like, it really just kind of seems like Scarlet Scorpion's the, uh, the hag. Queen Bee, like, gestures her plain Jane, who's been sitting in front of you, to get out of the chair. And she sits in front of the two of you. And she looks at you and she's like, we meant it when we said we needed you to make this plan work. So let's talk. How can we make this work best for you all? And she looks at Lucy and she's like, Flyby, I know you're the ideas person in your group. Ouch. How can we work together? What's the timing on this? How long, how long is the whole operation going to take? Because like you so eloquently said, um, we need to get people out. And if we don't want blood on our hands, and I'm sure you guys don't want any more collateral than absolutely necessary, we need to figure out timing. Got to figure out how many Sabre employees are going to be there that day, how many are going to be in restricted access, how many civilians are going to be in there. There's so many, like, details that you, like, have to take into account because, sure, on paper, we get people in, we get out, you guys get in, you kill Glacier, but, like, it's going to take time. And we can't forget that it's going to take time. There's going to be people who don't want to leave. There's going to be media attention for sure. And we have, have you thought about any of these uh, like external factors? She smiles and she's like, Flyby, you and I speak very similar languages. And then she presses a button and the next slide of the slideshow that is being projected is like mass demographic information. And it's like, who should be there on a Saturday, time they usually clock in. Like, it's essentially a personnel spreadsheet. And she's like, Tatiana, can you grab the handouts so we can pass them around the table? And Tatiana, like, poofs to the side of the room, then poofs back and starts passing out, like, probably an eight or nine page, like, spreadsheet. Queen Bee smiles and she's like, all right, so if you turn to the second page and we get, like, her speech bubble, like, trailing off, as we turn the page and cut back over to the four of you standing in the doorway of the computer room at Saber headquarters. Is there anyone in there? Uh, the computer room is empty. There's a wall of monitors on one side and then like a freestanding like table of computers in the middle. And there's a door on the other side that as we know from previous issues leads to the server room. Can I look through this footage? I like, I, I, I know, I know I need to look for a glacier, but my first thought is it's been really empty almost everywhere we've been. Is that true of the rest of the building? We've all been pretty suspicious of how empty it is. What's the rest of this place look like now that we have the cameras? There is no one on any of the cameras. Granted, the cameras in this room only show the prison and then the next two levels up, but there is literally no one except for Sylvia sitting there. I don't like this. And I think Max is like leaning over Amber's shoulder watching this. Like something is not right here. Clara is, has grown to about the size of the doorway and is standing, just kind of guarding it. And she whispers over her shoulder. I mean, we knew that someone knew we were here, but I'm starting to worry if there's more than one someone that know we're here. I mean, it's pretty clear they know we're here. And at that, 
Alan throws his hands down and will charge his burn. Okay, yeah, so this is definitely suspicious, but I guess we can't really do anything about that. It is what it is. Um, Do we want to look through cameras and find what we need and go? Are we going to find anything here? You really think so? They already know we're here. We're in a trap already. It's now or never. If we go back, Crown of Thorns will be in next. Yep. There's no turning back. We got to take care of this, the servers that we got to find Glacier. Come on, guys. We can do this. Don't worry. I've got your back. And if it's even possible, uh, she grows even taller in the doorway. Are we able to see where Glacier is on any of these cameras? Or, like, any ideas? So... The computers are currently locked. Like, these monitors are up, but there are, like, locked screens that have clearly the space for more cameras to show up, but they are restricted. So you'd have to, like, hack into the system to get camera access to any other floors. Can I do that? Can I suggest that, like, we get a panel of Alan putting his hand on, like, Amber's shoulder, and, like, there is a spark, but... Uh, I don't know if it's the electricity or just the reassurance. Oh, wait, can I add one thing? Because the last time I did this, I let Max down. I turn to Max and I say, I'm in. I high five. It's like a very slow high five moves across the monitor to you. Yes. Perfect. We see the screen shift and suddenly there's probably twice as many cameras. And on the bottom floor, we see... Glacier. She is in a computer room that looks way more high-tech than the one you all are currently in. And she is surrounded by roughly a dozen Sabre operatives. Well, I guess we found everybody. Can I blow up the computers now? (laughs) Um, Rebel Rouser, I think I know where we're heading. Can you all take care of the servers? Alan punches his hands together. Lightning just... Of course, we've got this. Have fun destroying the servers, and then I'll walk out. Catch up when you're sure it's all done. Clara shrinks down so that you can get through the doorway. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to miss the event. And Tyrannus puts his hand on Clara's shoulder and says, let's do this. And uh, Clara, just her whole, the musculature in her body ripples. And, and, and we just both, there's probably just a panel of both of us just like grinning at each other. Excellent. We see Rebel Rouser and Rascal King step out of the room. You all know that there is a service elevator, which is actually the only elevator that goes down to the sub-basements. It's not hard to get to. It's just the other side of the hallway. Are you planning on taking the elevator down or taking the stairs? I don't think that I would trust the elevator. The stairs seem more dependable. We see... Rebel Rouser and Rascal King running down the stairs. Are you all heading immediately for the bottom floor? Are you going to stop on the first sub-basement? I'm heading towards Glacier as fast as I can. Yeah, same here. Excellent. We see you all run down the stairs, and you get to the bottom floor and throw open the doors. And then, as you do, in front of you, in the hallway, you see about ten... Saber operatives, all on saber cycles, with the Asteron taser cannons all pointed at you. And with that, we're going to cut back up to the group upstairs. You all were about to go destroy the servers. What are you going to do there? We go in the room, and there's maybe a panel of uh, us, like with the 
light of the computers. That's like the only light showing on our faces, but it's like that um, that techy, like bluish light. I am basically giving you all free reign to fuck up some servers. So give me a couple panels of what it looks like as you destroy this like server room. First, before we do that, before we do that, and, he, and Alan uh, Taranis looks at Clara and says, "Hey, let's quickly see if we can get access to them and make sure the files we need deleted are deleted, just in case there are multiple server clusters." I think that's a good idea. We have to, and we also have to make sure that uh, that uh, we yeah, find exactly, yeah. And the hackers already left. Crap. Yeah, we should have. We should have asked. We should have asked her to stay. <laughs> you would see it in the background. Alan trying to use the computers. <laughs> um, yeah, Clara will try to use the computer. She tries to use the computer. You get to ask too. Okay, cool. What here can I use to track down those files? And uh, I think also, uh, like, what here is most vulnerable to me? Like, if I destroy one thing, like, will it destroy everything? You know what I mean? Or maybe what here is the biggest threat? Whichever one will tell me like what the heart of the computer system is. Absolutely. So as you're pulling up systems, once Amber hacked into the system, it was kind of open and exposed. So you didn't have to do that much hacking. And you see that... Wait, I have an idea. Can can I make a, a, yep, do a it. brief suggestion of comedy that happens, which is like, uh, at first, it's not working. They're, the buttons that she's clicking are not the right ones and like she accidentally X's out of something by accident and like opens the wrong tab and then she's like she like yells at the computer like oh why won't you just work and then it works when did you learn talking to computer power is everybody getting cool new powers I want cool new powers no 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 I'm just really scary oh that's it okay <laughs> uh, and you see a file pop up that basically confirms that this is where all the most recent information would be. So for like the past like three weeks is all st stored on this server, which would include the information about Flyby that has been found. So this would definitely clear that situation. You also find out that there is a second server unit in the first sub-basement that includes all the backup. So, you know what's really funny about backups? And I think um, instantly, like I would push Clara out of the way just slightly and start another backup and then turn around and say, all right, you ready to hit this? Raises his hands and points it at the server. Wait, you want me to hit your hand? No, hit the computers. Oh, I, okay. I'm sorry. I, I got this. And then <laughs> I punch the computer. And I'm going to lightning the computers. See, in the middle of the backup, if everything crashes at that point, it's a really high probability that things get corrupted. Ooh, so we, we're backing up these files while we destroy it. That makes sense. Perfect. Tyrannus, your lightning blows out the power in the computer room. And give me a couple panels as you, like, destroy the servers. I think the, fir the first panel would be him raising his hand up. Clara's starting to hit computers and basically lightning channels. You see the lightning begin to channel from his eyes down his arm and then just bursts out towards the computer, towards the server room and basically lights it up in a beautiful, beautiful blue. And I'm going to let Clara take the rest of this. Yeah, I mean, I think as that's happening, there's just a couple of panels of Clara like 
just ripping the computer boxes in half, like the exposed wiring and hard drives and all of that stuff. And I think it's what's kind of neat about it is that like the electricity is running through the machine, but she's able to just like touch and punch and like grab things and throw them around even as he's doing that. Like it's not, she's regenerating so quickly that it's not hurting her to be exposed to the electricity like that. Perfect. We see the smoking remains of all these computers all around you. And then there's clapping from the doorway. And you turn and the two of you see someone that Tyrannus would recognize. This is the sword, who is sometimes the sword, sometimes dragon. He is like half transformed into dragon, which was the alter ego he had on him when he was in prison. And he smiles this like very cruel smile and we see that he's got wicked fangs. Oh, shit. Well, good to see you again, Alan. And we're going to cut away. We cut back over to La Trattoria in the LA, and Plain Jane walks up. While Queen Bee and Lucy are having their conversation, we see Plain Jane in the background walk up to Scarlet Scorpion and whisper in her ear. And then... Scarlet Scorpion walks over and, like, shoves Queen Bee out of the way and sits down in front of the two of you. Queen Bee, like, stumbles and, like, actually kind of moves a distance. And Scarlet Scorpion says, So, we just got an alert that something's going down at Saber right now. Care to explain what's going on? And we see her nails, which are bright red and long, big, probably half an inch, glaring at Blue Samurai and Flyby. Like, if looks could kill, the two of you would be dead and buried somewhere already. Uh, wonder what it could be. All of our friends are at base with the flu. Yeah, I don't think we had anything planned for tonight. She looks at Plain Jane and she's like, can you go ahead and plug your phone into the projector there? I need to do some cheekiness right, right, right quick. I want to open a really small portal so that she plugs the socket into a portal or she plugs her phone into her phone and then, or the cable into her phone and then the other end of the cable into a portal of mine so that it doesn't connect to the projector. Uh, So tell me what that looks like as she goes to plug her phone in. So yeah, as she goes to plug her phone in, I'm just gonna kind of just open a portal in my hand, like a real small one, and then just lock eyes with wherever she's plugging it in and just open that and then close my hand around so the glow doesn't show up because everything I do is neon blue. And then I'm going to hold my hand under the table and just be like, yeah, why don't you plug your phone in? But I'm not going to say that because that would be silly. She plugs it in and then presses some buttons and she's like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, Hold on. And then she like unplugs it from her phone and then like unplugs it from the thing and just like, we see her like messing with the cable. And she leans over and she's like, ugh, okay, this is a piece of shit, of course. She tries to flip it because, of course, you got to flip the USB and it doesn't work. And she's like, ugh, I hate this cheap-ass piece of shit cable. Ugh. And she throws the cable across the room. And while that's going, we hear a sound from above you all. At that noise above you, Scarlet Scorpion's head snaps up. Everyone else kind of glances, but Scarlet Scorpion's head snaps up. And you can see, like, the veins in her neck that are super, super tight, and she is clearly very stressed out. Scarlet Scorpion doesn't often show when she gets stressed out. She's usually very, very cool. So this is a new moment for everyone in the room. 
And then she looks at Al and then transforms into him. If you forgot, Scarlet Scorpion is a shapeshifter. And she says in your voice, friend of yours? Ah, honest to God, I have no idea what that noise was. And I'm going to like look her like dead in the eye and be like that mother-son like connection that we really probably don't have, but that I'm going to try and force down her gullet. Fantastic. She gets very close to you. And we get a really cool panel that is like your two faces with you looking very like confident and determined staring at her and her with your face, but this massive, really unnatural smile. And she says, well, I don't think you were telling the truth about your friends not being at Saber. So why would you be telling the truth now? I really thought I raised you better than this, Al. You didn't raise me at all. And then I'm going to shove her out of my face. As you push her back, she transforms back into Scarlet Scorpion. Like, you push her so hard that the facade drops, and you see a look of fury on her face that you've never seen before. This is objectively terrifying. And uh, Flyby, what are you doing at this moment? I'm just watching. Part of me is keeping an eye on the situation that's happening in front of me. The other part of me is keeping an ear out for whatever noise is happening upstairs. But sort of like the joke that I made very badly in the chat, but like Griffin McElroy voice, I'm very uncomfortable with the energy we created in the studio tonight. That is sort of the general vibe that she's with right now. So with your heightened senses, you can hear what sounds like someone breathing on the floor. Not like blowing air across the floor, but like that sound, that like noise from upstairs kind of sounded like a body hitting the ground. And there's someone not moving, laying on the ground. They are still breathing, but someone is up there and they are unconscious. Can I tell who else is up there? Because I don't think this person dropped not dead of their own volition. You are not hearing any other sounds from upstairs. Spooky, okay. And Scarlet Scorpion looks you dead in the eyes, Al. And she says, you're right. I didn't raise you. If I did, you'd be far more powerful than this. I think as soon as that happens, Lucy understands that she's trying to bait Al. And so I think Lucy probably grabs his forearm underneath the table and like squeezes it really hard and trying to say like, don't do anything, don't provoke her. We're trying to get out of this unscathed. We need to buy some time. I think Al is just gonna kind of tap Lucy's hand or fly by his hand and then take it off and then uh, look mother straight in the eye and say, this is going to be kind of cheesy, but he's going to say, I'm far more powerful than anything you could have ever made. She smirks, and then she's like, I mean, I made this. And she gestures around a crown of thorns, and she's like, this is my organization. This is my business. And this is going to be my world, Al. So you can either be with me and tell us what's going on in Saber, tell us what's going on upstairs, or you don't have to be part of it. I think Flyby would intervene at this point and say, we don't know what's going on upstairs. Like truly no idea what's going on upstairs. She looks at you and she stares you dead in the eyes. And then she snaps her fingers and Queen Bee walks over to you. Queen Bee is trying to influence you to get you to tell the truth. You're already telling the truth, but uh, Queen Bee is trying to influence you, so. You can feel Queen Bee's, like, energy, like, creeping up on you, which is probably through that pheromone control that you know she has. But you also know enough about her to know that, like, you're fine. You can just shake it off. If you know that she's trying to control you, she can't do it. Most of her pheromone control comes from, like, 
people who were not aware that they were being controlled. Truly, we don't know what's going on upstairs. She looks at Sunscream and then she like gestures and is like, just gives a nod and Sunscream starts to head upstairs. And she looks between the two of you and she says, okay, I believe that you don't know what is going on upstairs. So what is happening at Saber? And with that, we're gonna cut away and cut over to Tyrannus and the Wild Thing. Tyrannus and Wild Thing, you just finished trashing the server room and then heard a slow clap, turned and saw a sword slash dragon standing in the doorway. I punch him in the face. As she flies across the room to do that, I'm gonna be like, kill her, no! And then watch it happen. Yeah, no, it's definitely too late. I'm sorry. I think he like starts to give a villain speech, but I just punch him in the face. And then I think that he's just so stunned that I just did that. Perfect. Are you punching him in the face like from across the room, like not even lunging forward, just like fist out, hitting him in the face? Yes, exactly. It's literally just like uh, instinct, like just like, boom, I'm punching you in the face. He steps back and like puts his finger on his nose and pulls it back. And we do see that it is bleeding. And then he looks up and he smiles. And where the sword used to have like regular teeth, like a human, his teeth are now jagged and dragony. Uh, as mentioned in previous issues, the sword was stabbed in the spine with one of the um, like drugs that was going around that like enhanced your power and also like made you unhinged and really, really violent. And so now he is starting to transform into his alter ego dragon that he was disguised as. So like parts of him are starting to scale over a little bit and his teeth are dragon teeth. And he says, well, this is going to be fun, isn't it? And then he launches into the room. Tyrannus, what are you going to do? So Tyrannus literally leaps in front of Clara and I throw up a construct in front of him. Perfect. Uh, what does that construct look like? Me. <clears throat> Like, made of electricity or just, like, a picture of you? Me, made of electricity. Very cool. I like that. I like to think that, like, the scars are very clearly, like, electrical bolts on this one's face. And that's in front of me, which is now in front of Sword. Dragon launches for this construct and then reaches into his pocket as he's moving and pulls out a piece of that crystal that we saw earlier. The, like, drug crystal that transformed him into his altered self. And he presses it into the shoulder of the construct. And the construct, without turning around, its head just rotates, looks at Tyrannus, and then blasts electricity directly at Tyrannus's chest. I'll give ground. Excellent. So I think the way this works is the construct electricity just hits you in the chest. I don't think it hurts that bad, but you do go like flying backwards past Clara. And then Dragon is right on top of Clara, like throwing a punch at her. Clara, what are you going to do? I'm going to like see that coming. I see the way that his muscle tenses as he that he uh, is changing course and uh, grab his uh, arm like midair and just like pull him into a, into a bind. I grab him for a second, then push him out of the way so he stumbles and loses converse, uh, concentration so that I can I'll reach over with my other hand and pull the uh, crystal out of the contract and throw it on the ground and break it. Perfect. The crystal shatters and it's like a green crystal. So like just shards of green crystal scatter across the floor and the construct like shifts around and looks a little bit more Alan-ish and then launches forward and just puts his hands on Dragon's like chest and just sends an electrical surge into Dragon there. 
It is enough to shock probably Clara a little bit. Not enough to hurt her, but it might be enough to, like, loosen your grip a little bit on Dragon's arm, or on Dragon's body. I think that makes sense. I probably, like, uh, in, like, the... As the electricity jolts through, I probably just push him out of the way. Like, I push Dragon toward the ground. Perfect. With that, the construct kind of looks at Tyrannus, and Tyrannus, you get control back over the construct. The construct had one moment of, like, hey, I'm really mad that this person hijacked my brain. But then, you know, is now back under control. Um, so Tyrannus is a little aggravated right now. And what that looks like on the page is Alan presses himself up, and as he does that, he's basically exploding in electrical energy. He's going to yell to Bald Thing, get out of the way, throw my arms directly in front of me, and electricity basically surges from my feet. And all of the electronics in the room seem to, it, it, like, they seem to lose a little bit of power, like dampen, as the electricity flies out of my hand directly towards Sword's chest. Awesome. Sword hits the ground and is, like, shaking as the electricity is surging through him. And then he looks up at you and, like, grins this big, massive grin. And he's like, you're not too bad. You got stronger since you left Saber. But, uh... You're an idiot if you think we don't have these all backed up. Yeah, we already dealt with that, Sword. And I think I think Tyrannus will start walking towards him while the Construct stands over Sword. And uh, Tyrannus says, yeah, we already handled that problem. Now, would you like to talk or would you like to get hit again? I'm sure Clara would like to put a couple more blows in you. He grins and holds up a flash drive. And he's like, I mean, or we have these hidden throughout the facility. Yeah, okay, so I uh, grab him by the throat and I put him up on the ceiling and I say, where are the rest of the flash drives? He looks at you and he smiles and like, he is not doing well. He is very, very beat up. Y'all took him down very effectively. And he's like, I think I've got one. And Glacier's got one. And there's one in the computer lab on the bottom floor. And maybe there are more, I don't know. Is he uh, telling the truth? He's smiling and you can see him like, his grin fades a little bit and then his eyes roll back in his head and he just like goes dead weight in your hand. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Uh, well? Just leave him. Just leave him all thing. I'll nuke this place as we leave. As you're lowering him, you can see that the scales on his arm and like on his neck are starting to grow more. Does he have one of those um, chip things or does he have something on him that uh, is causing this? Like the way the glacier did? So if there's any, like, it is not visible, it might be, like, crystals on his spine, but that would all be internal. You wouldn't be able to see that. I definitely think there's a panel of Clara, like, rummaging through his pockets or pulling out of his, like, unconscious hand the, like, charred flash drive and, like, uh, handing it to Alan, like, okay, one down, question mark to go. Like I said, I'm just going to nuke the place. Get rid of all of it in one shot. We weren't going to use the building anyways. Let's go find the others. Oh. Oh, okay. Wild thing, you seemed pretty upset about Alan's whole, I'm going to blow the entire building up. What are you doing? I, I'm following behind him, but I'm like, uh, um, uh, so remember, uh, like 15 seconds ago when you said we're going to nuke the place? I just, I wanted to clarify what you meant by that. Um, 
I think that maybe I must have misunderstood because to me, nuking the place means blowing everything up so that there's nothing left. And I'm just, I'm not sure that that's the energy that we're really going for with this takedown. I think at that moment, Alan stops walking, turns around, and the lightning in his eyes is clearly like just a super bright white. And he, he looks at Wild Thing and says, I meant what I said. When we're done, this place will be gone. Okay, um, you need to calm down. Clara's unfazed by his lightning eyeballs. I just think that, um, look, I understand why you're angry. You have every right to be. This place has done a lot of horrible things to a lot of people. But, you know, destroying evidence of the scars doesn't make the scars go away. So Alan does come down. Uh, he closes his eyes and when he opens it back up, you can see his pupils again. And he says, you're right. You're right. You're right. I think uh, seeing that you calmed down, Clara does like uh, awkwardly pat you on the shoulder. Don't. And just go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, then she unpats you on the shoulder. Um, <laughs> Alan, Alan looks at Clara and just like, don't. Not right now. Hey. Let's go help our friend. You're doing the right thing. All of this. You're right. We're all right. This is a really messed up situation, and let's go beat some shit out of some bad guys. Alan then kind of cocks an eyebrow at Clara and says, for the record, that was terrible, and I still want to blow the place up. And then he walks into the uh, into the stairwell. <laughs> uh, who is walking through the door first? Was that Alan? That would be Alan. As you step into the stairwell, a blast of energy just hits you in the stomach. And you get, like, knocked probably four feet backwards. It's not enough for you to take a powerful blow, but it does, like, send you sprawling. Or at least knock you back into, like, a three-point stance. And standing on one foot in front of you, with their other foot aimed at you, is Boost. Why do I keep getting hit? And immediately my eyes light back up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on that one, buddy. And they look at you and they're like, next time don't break into a top-secret facility. We've told you once... You need to stand down, Alan. I punched them in the face. I was going to say Alan was going to do that. Let's, let's at the same time, at the same time, Alan and Clara punched them in the face. <laughs> Who gets the lead on this one? Honestly, I'm going to just give y'all this punch because they are standing on one foot at the top of a staircase. Y'all could just knock them down the stairs. They're going to get up in a second, but y'all could just knock them down the stairs. <laughs> Sucker punch. Beautiful. And... They are knocked off balance and they like fall down, roll down a couple stairs and then their boots kick on and they like flip over and land on their feet. It was a pretty graceful landing. And then they look up at you and they're like, you shouldn't have done that. And their boots start radiating like red hot energy and they are they are melting this metal staircase. Can I um hold it together or like reach out and like keep it from collapsing? Uh, Yeah, they're trying to collapse it uh, downward. So, like, they're not trying to collapse it on top of you. There is nothing on top of you. They're basically trying to cave the staircase in so y'all can't go down any further. Um, If I... Is it, like, one of those staircases where if you, like, look over the side, you can see all the way down? Yep. So then I could probably reach around to either side of it to grab it from underneath and hold it up that way? As you start to do that, Ellen says... We don't have to protect the staircase. And and Alan like literally lurches in front of you before you even get that action and 
and literally flies down the staircase and hits boost again. Tell me what it looks like as you run directly into them. Um, well, I literally take off from the top stair and fly down and uh, I punch them in the face. Again, this is a bad day for faces. They definitely fall back and hit the wall pretty hard. And their boots switch over to magnet mode. And they basically take what is already partially melted and just pull it as hard as it can. So it all like kind of unhinges. So Wild Thing, you were at the top of the stairs and with the stairs underneath you, like you're on like a landing that is pretty securely mounted. The rest of the staircase just starts to collapse. Oh my God. And fall. It doesn't look like Alan's going to get hurt, but this is definitely falling. Like, you don't know if anyone's below. You don't know what the situation is down there. This entire staircase is starting to fall. At that moment, you see Alan look up to see the staircase collapsing, and he actually does. He uses a burn to use move and then reappears beside you. Awesome. So you do that. You reappear up there. I tried. Uh, You good? I'm good. I'm good. I don't know if if they're good, but I'm good. Yeah. um... At that line, we... We look down and we see the staircase just collapsing towards Boost. Oh, fuck. Alan puts his hands out and creates a literal shield around Boost. You see your, like, electricity build a, like, shield around Boost and start to, like, lift them up. But it's not necessarily holding them up all the way. And then suddenly more electricity joins you. And... You turn to see Outlet standing there, and she smiles at you, and she's like, Link's told me all might need a hand. A hand is desperately needed right now, and Alan, like, lifts his hands to pull to pull Boost up to the landing where they're at. Outlet has had a bit of a redesign. Outlet in the past was always in the Saber uniform and, like, uh, had, like, space buns in her hair. She, uh, she's black and has, like, really cool space buns in the braids in her hair. She's just got her hair, like, natural, um, hanging kind of loose, vaguely Afro-ish. She looks really good. She actually looks very, very happy. And she looks at Boost, who is laying on the ground, still in that bubble of electricity. And she says, I've got them. You go help your friends. Okay. Thank you. (sighs) Thank you. Wild thing. We probably are going to need to take the elevator, though. I mean, could I try to move the the fallen stair? Could I try to, like, Pummel, uh, pick it up. Honestly, you both could probably make it through. It is like metal graded stairs. So, Clara, you could probably just like elas- elastic your body through. And Tyrannus, you could probably just lightning bolt through. Okay, then we'll do that. But retcon everything I just said. That works. So, we go down the uh, what's left of the staircase and uh, go towards our friend. Friends! You step out into the hallway and see just piles of saber bodies. They're not dead. They're just knocked out. And there are just motorcycles just spinning everywhere on the ground. Okay. Well, this is good. Or bad. Or bad. Let's... Or medium. I mean, it could just be medium. Alan looks at Wild Thing like, <laughs> medium? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, let's just go. <laughs> okay. So Alan would begin to fly. But he would stop to see if Claire's going to grab a bike or if she's just running. <laughs> oh, um, I was just going to run, but I guess I can grab a bike. If I feel like I was just going to like monkey bar across the ceiling because that sounds fun. You can monkey bar across the ceiling. That sounds dope. So that we can like 
stay together, you know, be at the same height. That sounds incredibly good. I don't want to leave you alone. I love it. <laughs> and so maybe like there's a panel where you like fly up and then uh, you look down and she's not there on the ground. And then you like look over and Clara's there and she smiles and she says, look, I know I'm really weird, but I got your back. I like weird. I like weird. All right. As we turn the page away from the two of them running down the hallway, we cut over to a panel that is the two of you, Lucy and Al, and the rest of the Crown of Thorns down there. And then across about half that panel is just this scream from upstairs. Some screams scream, as it were. And all the Crown of Thorns people kind of look back and forth to each other. And then Queen Bee steps up and she's like, all right, if that's not one of your people, like you insist it's not, then, uh, you know, maybe you should be the next one to check it out, Al. Okay. I'm a big boy. I can do it. Queen Bee nods and gestures for the door. I guess I'm just gonna... Uh, I mean... Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna walk on up, be all like, strut my shit, you know? As you open the door to go upstairs, you see Sunscream, who is normally like mostly just a body of fire, or at least recently has been mostly a body of fire underneath the hijab, at least face a fire underneath the hijab. She's just human now and just unconscious. And the guard who like gestured you all in earlier is also unconscious. As you step through the door, a portal opens right in front of your face and you are almost hit by a fist, but the fist stops. And then looking through the portal, you see your dad. Hell yeah. He looks at you and he's like, Al? Uh, hey. What are you doing here? That's what I was going to say. We get a panel where the two of us say it together at the exact same time. I'm working for the crown of thorns and then I'm going to like lean forward and wink. Like just the most exaggerated kind of wink, you know? Yeah, he looks at you and he's like, uh, okay. Um, and then he like just gestures for you to open a portal and just like come join him where he is. Alternately, you okay. could just step through his portal. I was gonna, I was gonna step through his portal. So you're on the street, not too far away. And as you step through, you see your dad sitting with just a group of people. Do I recognize these people? You do recognize these people, or at least the readers do. So looking around your dad, you see Traceless, the mobster. Crux, Reset, and Bruce. There are also just a few, like, generic thug types. And your dad looks very uncomfortable to be around this group of people. Makes sense. Uh, Have I met literally any of these people? I don't think I have. You probably know who they are, though. Yeah. These are pretty big-name villains. I was going to say, I've never actually met any of them, but I guess I, I I would know of them, yeah. And I guess I'll just be like... I'll look at them and be like, wait, we didn't give you the signal. What the, why are you guys creating a ruckus? Your dad looks at you and is like, I mean, I wasn't going to stop protecting my kid, you know? And Traces kind of rolls his eyes and is like, yeah, I wasn't going to stop protecting my kid either, but you know, it's fine. There's some weird beef between these two, you know, probably because they both uh, have a child with the same woman. (laughs) Well, I guess I was going to look at them. I think Al kind of puts that together in his head that they've got a that there's beef because of that reason. Then like, okay, well, mom heard you knock out the guard, and so that's why I walked up here. So cool it. He looks at you and he's like, "Well, I mean, you're out now, so it it should just be fine." 
no, because my partner is down there and she's now alone with my mother, who I don't know if you've ever seen Scarlet Scorpion get angry, but tonight I have. And she was pissed. Both men get the exact same like facial expression of like abject fear. And then we cut over and we see Lucy surrounded by the crown of thorns. Hey, Lucy, what's going on? I mean, I feel like there's probably a moment when like Al leaves the room and they're all just sitting there and she just sits with her hands crossed on the table. Like, yep, we're just rolling with it at this point. I don't think she's saying anything. I think she's just kind of like, well, I'm going to play it cool for as long as I possibly can. And we'll go from here. So like it's one of those where everyone's like staring at her and she's just like dead eyes smiling like, please, God, let this end well. Tatiana sits down in front of you and she's like, so fly by. What's been uh, what's been going on? How's life? You know, just at a dinner party. Apparently my teammates are off doing something stupid. Who knows what it's a day in the life. Oh, your your teammates? Not just Al? Uh, I thought you didn't know what was happening with Saber. Well, I mean, clearly y'all saw something. And as far as I understand, they were off not doing anything. So maybe they lied to me. I don't know. Ugh, I just hate when people lie to me. It's just... The worst feeling. And then sudden sh- suddenly she teleports and is right behind you. And her hands are just on your shoulders. They're not digging in, but it's definitely like enough threatening that you know that this is a threat. You know, lying is just such a terrible thing. We would hate it if our friends were lying to us. Right, Flyby? You're one to talk about that. After you've been leading Al on when clearly you're working for the Crown of Thorns. I never lied about that. Well... Okay, I lied once about that, but he never asked. It's omission, and you know it's just as bad. Yeah, but when someone asks you a direct question, flyby, and she leans in, like, really close, and she's like, and then you still tell a lie, that's intentional. Well, I mean, we've clearly established that you're no good, so obviously it's intentional. She teleports back into the chair in front of you with this, like, shocked look on her face, and she's like... Me? I'm no good. I'm offended. Your friend, Al, asked me to be his girlfriend literally last night. I've never trusted his judgment. Over in the corner, Queen Bee snorts. And then Scarlet Scorpion snaps. And she's like, what is taking so long up there? And then she looks at the nurse and also Plain Jane. And she's like, okay, you two, go. And they're all like looking around like people in this room are dropping like flies and not returning from the upstairs. But they kind of shrug because, you know, she's in charge and they go upstairs. They come back pretty much immediately and they're like, Al's not there. Sunscreen's knocked out. And also our guard is knocked out. And Tatiana smiles and she says, well, this will be fun. And then she throws a punch towards Lucy. Cool. Lucy, you going to dodge? I mean, yeah. Tell me what that looks like. Yeah, so she has her supernatural senses and her impossible mobility, so she probably picked up on it as soon as she saw the punch for her back, so she knew to duck out of the way. As you duck out of the way, Plain Jane's phone, like, Plain Jane's, like, also approaching you, and she gets really close, and as you duck, your head, like, hits her phone out of her hand, and it starts playing the video of all your friends in Saber pretty loudly. Like I said, I'm just going to nuke the place. Get rid of all of it in one shot. We weren't going to use the building anyways. Let's go find the others. Oh, oh, okay. And then now the Crown of Thorns definitely knows. Okay, so I guess I'm going to open a portal and 
jump through the portal so that I come flying upwards, grab the arm that's throwing the punch, and then kind of do like a flip almost, but like transition the flip from flipping Tatiana into like catching her and then just like booping her on the nose and be like, no, 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 we don't punch our friends. Tatiana snarls at Al and she says, none of them are my friends. And then she pushes you back and you just go stumbling. And now it is the two of you faced off with Queen Bee, Scarlet Scorpion, Tatiana, and Plain Jane, and the nurse. Question. Yep. Can my portal still be open to the outside? Yep, absolutely. I'm just gonna shout, red fucking alert through the portal. And with that, Traceless and your dad, AKA the Shogunate, step through. Al's dad, as we know, is a superhero and he has uh, very similar powers to Al, portals, and uh, he also has a like samurai sword that he carries. And then Traceless is really good with computers. I don't know why he decided to step through, but you know, dramatic of the two dads there. So they did. All right, so the four of you are faced off against the five of them. Uh, Al, you're the leader. What do you want to do first? Okay, I got this. Al is going to drop a portal underneath his, his himself and then land on top of Queen Bee and like as if she was giving him a piggyback ride and her wound was to one of her wings, right? Uh yep, I believe we said her left wing. And then Al is just going to grab that left wing and just scrunch it up. So tell me what it looks like as you like scrunch her wing down. So it's 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 a it's a bee wing, right? Yep. Yeah, I just imagine I just take it and kind of it. I imagine I don't honestly know what bee wings are like. I've never captured a bee, but I imagine it's like almost like toenails. And so I just snap it. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some sort of like cartilage there that you can snap. So uh, you snap her wing and she cries out in pain. As she does that, the nurse comes rushing over towards you and her mouth like opens very wide. She's about to bite down. Lucy, you have an opportunity to do something. What do you want to do? So just to replay the scene, we have Al on Queen Bee's back. He's just scrunched her wing and the nurse is doing what? Remind me what the nurse does. The nurse is a vampire. Got it. Is there any, are we still near the dinner table? Uh, you are. Yep. Is our formation is that we have like our team on one side of the table and then the crown of thorns on the other side of the table? That is exactly what I was picturing. Great, awesome. I want to pick something up and throw it at the nurse. Uh, what do you want to throw? What is the heaviest object currently on the table? Is there like a full bottle of wine or something? Uh, there's a full bottle of wine, and there's also like a big like silver tray that had um, ridiculous amounts of food on it. I think I'm going to pick the tray. I'm assuming it either is it's empty or I can like dump the food off of it, and I'm going to throw it at her overhand so that way the like the thin side, it's it, it's it's um. Instead of like, so you know how you normally hold a tray? Turning it on its side so that way like the skinny side is facing me and I'm gonna throw it at her like a boomerang. Uh, okay, so Flyby, you throw that tray and as it's flying through the air, one of Tatiana's portals crackles open in front of it. It goes through the portal and then comes and hits you in the back of the head. I don't think it gives you a powerful blow, but it does kind of knock you off balance. And then the nurse bites down on Al's neck. Does she have, like, the classic vampire teeth or multiple vampire teeth? I hadn't really specified. I was thinking more, like, less direct fangs, like, two direct fangs, and more, like, 
Jennifer's body style, like sharp teeth look. Can I just, can I stick Queen Bee's wing in her mouth? The other wing, the right wing? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I'm just, I figured if we, if we take down Queen Bee before she can't affect us with her hormones. Sounds like a plan. Uh, So yeah, the nurse bites down on Queen Bee's other wing and Queen Bee like flails back. As she flails back, she does knock you off. You probably can land on your feet, but she does knock you off. And she looks very angry. And you see her hands start to glow faintly yellow, which everyone knows is the sign for her pheromones activating. Lucy, you were just hit in the head with a flying tray that you threw. And as you look up, you see Queen Bee's hands start to glow. What do you do? Is she within tackling distance? Yeah, you'd have to jump over the table, but you've got like that extraordinary mobility, so you can easily do that. I mean, that was the plan. I think at this point, I've tried throwing projectiles that clearly did not work. It's time to physically get involved. So yeah, I think at this point, she is just kind of pissed. And so she decides to vault over the table and quite literally tackle her. Queen Bee sees you coming and just puts her hand out flyby. As you are like about to launch off the table at her, like you were like jumping over the table, one foot landed on it and was about to kick off. Uh, The pheromone hits you and you just stop. Like, your muscles just stop moving and you lose that momentum. Uh, It doesn't take over your mind, but for a moment, you can't control your body. You're just frozen in place. Uh, And in that moment, over your shoulder, we see a panel where Traceless and Scarlet Scorpion are, like, throwing blows back and forth. And then the Shogunate and Plain Jane are throwing blows back and forth. They're pretty evenly matched, and they're distracting the two of them right now. So it's just the two of you kind of versus Queen Bee, uh, the nurse and Tatiana. Uh, And Tatiana walks up as you're like frozen in place and she just smiles and she goes, careful, don't fall. And then she pushes you off the table. Great, love it. Uh, And now the three women, Queen Bee, uh, Plain Jane and the nurse all turn and face Blue Samurai. Blue Samurai, what are you gonna do? I guess I'm gonna open a portal beneath me and then go help. Go help Lucy back up. All right. uh, So as I'll get over to you, Flyby, your body like starts acting on its own again. You have the ability to like move now and he helps you up to your feet. And now the two of you are squared off against the three of them. Uh, Lucy, you probably got a moment to react. What do you do? What here can I use to defeat our enemies? Yeah. So the table is covered in like knives and wine bottles and glasses. There's all sorts of things in here. However, you also know that there are guards around the room who are under Queen Bee's like spell who have weapons. They have uh, like guns. So depends on how seriously you want to take down the enemy. The biggest threat. At the moment, definitely Scarlet Scorpion. And I know we don't want to end this too quickly, but how could we best end it quickly? You could run. Al's got portals. You could get out. And if you leave, you could get out very, very quickly. You know, that's not the answer I wanted to hear. And I know that's why you gave it to me. I mean, other than that, you can duke it out. Like, those are kind of your options right now is like fight, brawl it, or run. How many guards are in the perimeter? Armed guards? Uh, I'm going to say two. Okay. I think so we're at this point, we're squaring off. We've now had this flashback panel of the, uh, the assessing of the situation that Lucy did just before all, all of this started happening. I think she realizes that subduing the guards is a good way to sort of... Like, we have we have certain boxes we have to take at this point in terms of sub- subduing folks. 
I think with the guards, if they are armed, if they are dangerous, if they are under Queen Bee's spell, if we can somehow incapacitate them, get them out of the situation, get them tied up. Like, I'm th- I, my first thought is when you talked about the stuff on the table, I'm picturing like, you know how sometimes in movies they will like take a knife and stab it through someone's clothing to keep them pinned to a wall, that sort of thing. Sounds good. So you're gonna try to pin some guards to some walls with some knives? I think so. And if, and if there's anyone, like, I know Queen Bee is starting to get her wings kind of crushed, so it seems like she's also kind of vulnerable in this moment. So if we can take her down a little bit more, get her knocked out, get her incapacitated, then we might be able to use the same strategy there. You throw the knife, and it's very true. Like, it is spinning in very action movie, like, classic spin. And it looks like it's about to pin them to the wall, one of the guards. And then a portal opens up right in front of it. And it goes through the portal, whips around the room, and just digs into the Shogunate's shoulder. And the Shogunate like cries out in pain. And we see Plain Jane just like kick him in the chest and knock him backwards. Al, uh, right now you and Lucy are facing off against a group of people and your dad just got stabbed in the shoulders, in the shoulder. What are you gonna do? I want to open a portal beneath Plain Jane and have her drop above me and then I want to like do like a flying scissor kick right in her stupid face I'm gonna say yeah that'll work I want to knock her out because if she leaves our field of view we forget she exists so I want to get rid of her entirely Uh, so you do that plain Jane appears over top of you and you just scissor kick her right in the face and she is down Queen Bee looks genuinely surprised by this and Tatiana grins And at that moment, the Shogunate, like, stands up. We hear him, like, pull the knife out of his shoulder. Like, there's, like, a... And we don't hear it. We see it. We see him pull the knife out of his shoulder, and he winces, and he's like, ah, okay. All right. And then he turns, and he squares off against Scarlet Scorpion with the rest of the group, or with uh, Traceless. So Traceless and the Shogunate are now fighting Scarlet Scorpion together. Uh, Lucy... What do you want to do next? I think Lucy might turn to Queen Bee and say, like, is this worth it? Like, you've just had your wings crushed. You have gotten bitten by the nurse. Like, what are they What are they giving you? What are you, how are you benefiting out of the situation? What are you even still doing here? She looks up at you and like, she'd been kind of hunched over from the pain. Uh, and she looks up and her eyes are brimming with tears. And she's like, I don't have anywhere else to go. I betrayed the MMM and Scarlet Scorpion was supposed to be my way out. I don't, I can't go anywhere else. You're better than her and you deserve better than this. Like, what have, what have they done for you? Well, like, I'm sure, right now, like, this is your option right now. But if you leave or if you help us, there are other options. Uh, she looks between all of you and then, like, looks and sees Scarlet Scorpion fighting off the two dads. And then she just, like, shakes her head pretty dramatically and then just, like, launches for the stairs, and she runs up the stairs and is gone. The nurse looks between everyone and literally is like, this isn't worth it, and then walks. She doesn't run. She just walks and goes up the stairs as well. So now it is down to just Tatiana and Scarlet Scorpion downstairs. However, in this moment, Scarlet Scorpion, who, as we know, is, like, a shapeshifter, has mind control, she's just generally pretty terrible, she reaches over and grabs the Shogunate around the neck, and it looks like she's about to snap his neck. This is going to be a kill blow, Al, unless you do something. What do you want to do? 
I'm going to use my moment of truth. This is when you show them what you really are, whether you're the hero underneath the rebel facade or the one who can make the hard choices heroes can't make. You do whatever it takes to show that truth, whether it's saving the day from a terrible villain or step stopping a bad guy once and for all. This is fucking real, Al. Of course, once you've shown what you really are, there's no going back to playing the clown. I'm not even really sure if I'm a hero. So I think Al sees this happening. As long as Al doesn't fuck it up. And I think he just, uh, he closes his eyes and then just rips his hands apart. And the whole restaurant just vanishes around us, around everyone. And if it's okay with you, could you tell me what Tatiana's world is like? Yeah, Tatiana's world is a lot like ours, only a little bit cleaner and it's a little bit nicer. Like the sky's a little bit more blue. The plants are a little bit more green. One thing that we know is that like Saber in Tatiana's world are like really good people. And like there have been motions to clean up the environment and insidious sparkling. It's way nicer than this world is. <laughs> All right. That's unfortunate for what I'm about to do. <laughs> so I think I'd like to have a panel of Tatiana realizing where she's at. And then it switches back and Al is going to run up. And can I break Scarlet Scorpion's arm so that she lets go? This is your moment. Go ahead. Okay. I, I don't know. I've never done this before. Um, yeah. So and then you get a panel of Al just kind of. I'm gonna, you know what, no. I was gonna cut off Scarlet Scorpion's hand, and I think in the background of that panel, you see a very small portal that goes back to our world, and I want you to take control again, because I don't know how to continue. So, let me just make sure I'm understanding correctly. You teleported the entire room, like everyone in the room, to Tatiana's world. Yes. And you can see there's a portal open that leads back to whatever the name of that restaurant is because I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. So that portal is it kind of looks like you all teleported in and the portal is like rapidly shut, snapping shut on all of you. It's going to take all of you right back but Tatiana lunges to grab Scarlet Scorpion and like knock her out of the way. She grabs both you and Scarlet Scorpion and she teleports both of you further into the world. So as the portal snaps shut, it snaps shut, leaving Lucy, Traceless, and the Shogunate alone in the basement of La Trattoria Miele. Al, do you want to say anything before the portal snaps shut as it's closing, leaving you, like, separating you from your team? I think Al just is going to kind of look at Lucy and just... I think Al's just going to smile at her. And then hes I don't think he's going to say anything. She sees Al smile at her. She realizes what's happening. She looks at him, kind of smiles fondly and wetly and just says, you idiot, as the portal closes. And there's a moment of silence, probably like three or four panels long. And then the Shogunate looks around the room because he was like getting grabbed by Scarlet Scorpion. So he didn't see what happened. And he looks around and he goes, where's Al? Where's my son? I think he's gone. I think he is in some sort of alternate dimension. Both of our portal people are over there. So he's gone. He starts to shake his head really quickly and he's like, no, 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 I, I have portals too. And he just starts like throwing portals open. He can't portal across dimensions. So he's just like ripping open portals and just like looking through them and just like yelling for Al. I think at some point Lucy probably walks over and just tries to like grab his arm 
and like look at him and she's like, if your portals are anything like owls, you have to know where you're going. We've been there. He knew where he was going. That stupid, stupid boy, he knew where he was going. He knew what he was doing. He kind of sits down on one of the chairs and just starts to cry. And at that moment, Bruce comes running down the stairs and is like, you all aren't going to believe this, but something's going down at Saber. Something really big. I know. Let's go. Oh, no. We know about the invasion or whatever you all are doing. This is bigger than that. And as you step outside, projected across the sky, like on the clouds and like almost hologram style, there are videos of all the things that have been happening, like all of the stuff that you gave to Calvin and that Rascal King gave to Lens and Anarchist, this is being projected in the sky onto this like massive scale. And you hear the shouting of like angry mobs and chanting and people are starting to march towards the Saber headquarters. So I think Lucy probably sees that, looks up, she grins and just like, perfect, awesome, let's go. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Icy Sheets, T.P. Huth, and Elliot Peterson, and edited by Icy Sheets and Sean Geddes. Icy can be found on Twitter at Icy New Year or at IcyNewYear.com. T can be found on Twitter and Instagram at T.P. Huth94. Elliot can be found on Twitter at Elliot Yelen. Sean can be found on Twitter at The Crumpet. Moon Harbor Heroes is played using Masks a New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. The music in this issue is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin McLeod. This volume was GM'd by T. Huth. Rebel Rouser is played by Elliot Peterson. The Wild Thing is played by Rose Hahn. She can be found on Twitter or Instagram at SmileyRosie. Flyby is played by Jane Barry. You can find her on Twitter at Jane-Tarzan. Blue Samurai is played by William Hendry. You can find him on Twitter at RockOutWill. Tyrannus is played by Kaido Kane. They can be found on Twitter at TheVersian. Rascal King is played by Icy Sheets. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at MoonHarborHeroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at MoonHarborCast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcast of choice. If you'd like to support us financially, check us out at Patreon.com slash MoonHarborHeroes. And thank you for helping us save the world. We'll see you next volume. Vixen is played by Alice Kira. Faye can be found on Twitter at Magical Girl Kira.